Geraldo, thanks for being here. Hi, Abby. What do you make of... My pleasure. What do you make of this criticism? President Biden points out, or his team points out, it has been 22 years since 9-11 occurred. Um, the first president to break the tradition is always going to be the first president to do it. Do you think it's fair to criticize him for not being there? I do, as a native New Yorker, Abby, uh, someone who, uh, whose kids uh, uh, in uh, grade school lost six other dads uh, in, the, uh, in the attacks. It's just something that will live forever. It's, uh, you know, it's like a, a dark uh, July 4th. 9-11 uh, is something that's now part of the fabric of American life. And to treat it as if it was just another anniversary, I think is really ill-advised. I, I deplore it. The emotion that people had uh, when they saw the skyline today, uh, the early minutes of the football game, and, the, and the, uh, the lights, it's just so emotional, the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. And to treat that as if it's just, uh, you know, we, we went 22 years, I'll come back in 25 years, I, I don't think it's appropriate. To, and then, and then well, to let me, be befuddled about whether he was there or not. Let I me, think that's pretty alarming. Let me ask you, though, I mean, at, at what point do you think that um, this becomes like something like a Pearl Harbor, um, which is another searing moment in American history, but one that is not marked every single year? Well, I think that you make a good point. And I'm just answering in a very emotional way. Yeah. I was born there, spent most of my life in New York City. I have three children uh, and grandchildren in the, uh, in the city or the, or the boroughs. Uh, you know, it's just something that I, everyone that I know remembers precisely where they were, how they responded, uh, you know, what, what impact it had on their family lives. It's not just another anniversary. It is 9-11. It is, it is something that started the war on terror, that uh, it, it distorted all of our lives. Everyone, it changed everyone's life for the worse. Uh, it was, uh, it's something that it, it's, it's, it is branded in the American psyche now. And, and to go and then, and then to say I was there the next day when he wasn't there, uh, you know, it just, I, I, I want to I love the guy. I want to root for him. I don't want uh, the criticism that he's, he's lost a step, uh, that he doesn't know uh, what day it is or whatever it is and walks the wrong way on stages and so forth. I don't want this, uh, uh, you know, he's only eight months older than I am. Uh, I don't want that to define him. And, and yet uh, uh, he is being ill-served by his staff. I, I know you wanted to talk also about well, immigration today. Just as being ill-served on immigration. Well, let's he, let's he talk. He is no policy. He's the problem. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second, because as a New Yorker as well, I'm sure you're aware of uh, what's unfolding here in this city uh, with the migrant sure. crisis. And former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg weighed in uh, in a New York Times op-ed, saying the Biden administration has failed to address the steep price many cities are paying for a system they didn't create. And the borders, city, the borders, the cities don't control. Is the Biden administration, Geraldo, in your view, uh, to blame, or is it really Congress that is to blame for failing to address this issue? I, I think they are both criminally negligent. Congress plus the White House. They know what the at least temporary solution to this awful crisis is. I, you know, I just want to parenthetically say I have a niece, Olivia. Got a new apartment in uh, Gramercy, uh, the Gramercy Park area. 
a very in, in, uh, you know expensive for a 400 square foot apartment. She has to walk over Venezuelan immigrants to get into her new apartment. They you know they make noise at night and so forth and so on. I am I 100 uh, percent pro immigrants and, and pro immigration rights. But when you have a, a situation where why are they on the sidewalk? Why aren't they working? It would be the simplest thing for Joe Biden to sit down, write an executive order. I understand that the asylum process is backlogged up to seven or eight years. I understand that these people come, they ask for asylum, and then they wait seven, eight years. They, by then, they have children, they have roots, and all the rest of it. Let them work now. Why are they on the public dole? Why well, are they staying know, in hotels? I, I Let them work. A, they want to work. They're a, ambitious. It's a legitimate question for sure. Um, but let's take a step back here, because New York City now experiencing this migrant crisis is really a microcosm of what so many other cities have been dealing with for many years, and so many other immigrants have been dealing with. Uh, maybe, maybe they're not—they're waiting years for work permits. There are a lot of people in this country who are still waiting years in the legal immigration process for a work permit. What do you say to those individuals and their families who say that, you know, your daughter walking past Venezuelan migrants is spearheading a process that wasn't available to them? It, it, I mean, it seems like all of a sudden this becomes an issue because New York City suddenly is affected. I want the whole of the United States to have the same rule. If you have someone that asks for asylum, and under our laws we want to be compassionate, and they understand they're in a process now that's going to take all these years, let them work. I don't care if they're in Denver or Chicago or Miami or wherever they are, let them, let them work. Let them pay their own way. They want to. These are people who walk through the Darien Gap in, uh, in, uh, in Central America, uh, between Colombia and Panama. They walk through all of Central America. They walk the length and breadth of Mexico to get here. They cross the Rio Grande. They are strong. They are ambitious. It's almost Darwinian. These are exactly the yeah, people. And, and we, look, you can't I go to a restaurant you, in New York without. I think if you ask the Biden administration, they would say, we, of course, want Congress to pass bills that allow people to get work permits. Congress won't do that, in part because re Republicans refuse to do that. Uh, I mean. I, I, I say a pox on both their houses. I don't care about all of these details. I know for a fact that President Biden could, with an executive order, say, I'm going to fingerprint you, I'm going to take your picture, I'm going to, you know, vet you to the extent I can, but that restaurant with the help wanted sign, you could go to work, you could wash dishes there. The, you, you, lawn maintenance. Uh, fast food restaurants, you know, out of the city, the poultry processing, uh, the meat pack, let them, let them work, construction, let, let them work, let them pay their own way, uh, get them off the streets, yeah. they will, they don't want to be on the streets, Can I they don't want to be in a, you know, flea bag hotel, they want, they want to start a life. Yeah, I mean, as you pointed out, they make this truly horrific journey here, not because they want to sit on the streets. I want to get you to respond to this, though. Here's what Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the Republican candidates, has, has said recently about what he would do when it comes to the children of undocumented immigrants who were born here in the United States. The family unit will be deported. As a family unit, we will never separate families. There are legally contested questions under the 14th Amendment of whether the child of an illegal immigrant is indeed a child who enjoys birthright citizenship or not. 
As I pointed out to well, he has but, not read the 14th Amendment. Well, we have it there up on the screen for folks to, to see it. Um, they are citizens of the United States, and, and he himself is a beneficiary of the 14th Amendment. But but I think the broader point here is that this is he's saying this because it, it gets him purchase in the Republican Party. There is a market for this. Well, there there may be, and it may be pragmatic for him. But it, it, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth uh, now when and I and I look at this opportunistic, uh, you know, I, I fill in the blank. I just I I, I it makes me want to I, I I I cannot emphasize enough how hurtful that statement is, how ruthlessly pragmatic that statement, how appealing to the mob that statement is. These children born in this country, that that is. The, where the, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution is enshrined, it's part of all of our lives, these rights. These children are born here. Whatever sins their parents committed is on the parents. But the kids are, they, they are Americans as much as either of, either of us are Americans, Abby. And I, I just think that uh, he's too clever. He, he keeps reminding me of the, of the Chris Christie quip in the first debate when he said he was uh, like chat GPT. Uh, you know, uh, it, that's what it, it's so programmed to get the, that right-wing vote in, in the case that Trump falters or the second uh, uh, place on the, on the Republican ticket. It's, it, it's so, it's, it's beneath the dignity of people running for public office, it should be, and I, I really, I really deplore it. The Fourteenth mm -hmm. Amendment says that they are citizens. They are citizens unless you, unless and until you amend the Constitution, which you can with three quarters of the states and so forth. And certainly, a president cannot do it unilaterally. Geraldo Rivera, thank you so much for he joining us tonight. Cannot. Thank you, Abby. Thanks very much.